Welcome to the Apostolic Girl Boss Podcast. I'm your host, Kelly Johnson, and today's podcast is part of a short series called the Revelation Series. Now, back in uh, 2020, I felt disconnected from my purpose, the, my larger purpose, okay? The purpose, we all have a purpose every day. Um, inside our four walls, and that's to live for God and to um, the, love the uh, people that God's given us in our own home and, and be good examples to them. But the purpose that I'm talking about here is my larger purpose outside of my home, um, the bigger purpose of why God may have created me. And sometimes we get caught up with what's going on inside of our own four walls that we forget that there's a world out there that God gave us talents to reach and to minister to and to just be his hands and feet, um, even if that just means to love other people. And so this Revelation series was started because um, at a time in my life in, in 2020 where I felt disconnected from my purpose and it started with grief. Um, and if you want to hear that, you're going to go, you can go back to podcast episode 51, and you can hear the introduction to the Revelation series. But um, grief triggered a series of just days of distraction, which led to weeks of distraction, months of distraction, and what I call procrastination on steroids, uh, meaning the um, the distraction had no end. And, uh, and they're just, I seem more disconnected with each passing day to anything going on outside of my four walls here at home. So we're going to take on one chapter at a time of the book of Revelation, because God's word is always the place to start when we're trying to understand our bigger purpose. And we're going to slowly read in very in a very understandable version, one chapter at a time. Let's get started. Revelation 21. I saw a new heaven and a new earth. The first heaven and the first earth had disappeared, and so had the sea. Then I saw New Jerusalem, that holy city, coming down from God in heaven. It was like a bride dressed in her wedding gown and ready to meet her husband. I heard a loud voice shout from the throne, God's home is now with his people. He will live with them and they will be his own. Yes, God will make his home among his people. He will wipe all tears from their eyes and there will be no more death, suffering, crying, or pain. These things of the past are gone forever. Then the one sitting on the throne said, I am making everything new. Write down what I have said. My words are true and can be trusted. Everything is finished. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. I will freely give water from the life-giving fountain to everyone who is thirsty. All who win the victory will be given these blessings. I will be their God, and they will be my people. But I will tell you what will happen to cowards and to everyone who is unfaithful or dirty-minded 
or who murders or is sexually immoral or uses witchcraft or worships idols or tells lies, they will be thrown into that lake of fire and burning sulfur. This is the second death. I saw one of the seven angels who had the bowls filled with the seven last terrible troubles. The angel came to me and said, Come on, I will show you the one who will be the bride and wife of the Lamb. Then with the help of the Spirit, he took me to the top of a very high mountain. There he showed me the holy city of Jerusalem coming down from God in heaven. The glory of God made the city bright. It was dazzling and crystal clear like a precious jasper stone. The city had a high and thick wall with twelve gates, and each one of them was guarded by an angel. On each of the gates was written the name of one of the twelve tribes of Israel. Three of these gates were on the east, three were on the north, three more were on the south, and the other three were on the west. The city was built on twelve foundation stones. On each of the stones was written the name of one of the Lamb's twelve apostles. The angel who spoke to me had a gold measuring stick to measure the city and its gates and its walls. The city was shaped like a cube because it was just as high as it was wide. When the angel measured the city, it was about 1,500 miles high and 1,500 miles wide. Then the angel measured the wall, and by our measurements, it was about 216 feet high. The wall was built of jasper, and the city was made of pure gold, clear as crystal. Each of the twelve foundations was a precious stone. The first was jasper, the second was sapphire, the third was agate, the fourth was emerald, the fifth was onyx, the sixth was carnelian, the seventh was chrysolite, the eighth was beryl, the ninth was topaz, the tenth was chrysoprase, the eleventh was jacinth, and the twelfth was amethyst. Each of the twelve gates was a solid pearl. The streets of the city were made of pure gold, clear as crystal. I did not see a temple there. The Lord God all-powerful, and the Lamb were its temple. And the city did not need the sun or the moon. The glory of God was shining on it, and the Lamb was its light. Nations will walk by the light of that city, and kings will bring their riches there. Its gates are always open during the day, and night never comes. The glorious treasures of nations will be brought into the city, but nothing unworthy will be allowed to enter. No one who is dirty-minded or who tells lies will be there. Only those whose names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life will be in the city. Hey, so this is getting really intense, and I don't understand all of it to explain it to you, but I will ask you to listen to it again and again and again, because hearing the Word of God will do something to you, even if you don't understand it. So don't stop reading or listening to God's Word just because uh, that you don't understand it. All right, so I'm gonna, let's dive into something that seem, that may be a little bit sensitive. If you are a, an apostolic, um, then we're probably on the same page with doctrine and beliefs. 
But if you are not, and if you're a Trinitarian, I want to talk to you right now. I didn't become an apostolic. I was a Trinitarian for most of my life, my adult life. In my 30s, someone gave me a Bible study and I became an apostolic. So I want to talk to you right now because I know what it's like to be a Trinitarian and I was a very sincere Trinitarian. I loved God with all of my heart. So you have probably accepted Jesus Christ into your heart as your Lord and Savior. That's what most Trinitarians do. Um, and that's fabulous. That's wonderful. Uh, but I just want to let you know that there is more waiting for you. There's more. It's like getting just a slice of the pie when God has a whole pie for you. So let me take you through the more that God gave me. And, and hopefully this will be a blessing to you. And the, you may have done some of these things already too. So the accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, let's call that step one. Step two would be to repent. And that's a turning away from your sin. You may have already done this, but basically let's just talk about it for a minute. Turning from your sin, what does that mean? It means that recognizing that there are things that you do and you say and you think that displease God. It makes him sad and unhappy. And when you realize that and you ask him to forgive you and then you make up in your mind, I'm going to walk away from that. I'm not going to do those things, think those things, say those things anymore. And guess what? We're human beings. And so it is probably going to happen again. And then you repent again. So repentance is, is a daily thing. It's something you do every day. It's not a license to sin, but it is saying I am human and I need you every single day with every thought, everything that I do, and everything that I say. The third step is to be baptized in the wonderful name of Jesus. Now, I was baptized three times. I was baptized as a baby because I was a Catholic, born into a Catholic family. That was a very nice thing. Um, and then when I went to college, I converted from Catholicism to um, a born-again Christian, and I was baptized again. That was a full-body baptism. And they, I was baptized in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And again, that was a very nice thing. And then in my 30s, I met a woman who gave me a Bible study and taught me about the baptism in Jesus' name. And so I was baptized in my 30s, full immersion again, whole body baptism. But this time when I went down, they called the name of Jesus Christ. And they said, I baptize you in the name of Jesus Christ. And let me tell you, friends, that made all the difference in the world. I felt when I came out of that water like chains had fallen from my wrist. I kid you not. I felt like big, heavy chains had fallen from my wrist the minute I came out of that water. So I encourage you to take these next few steps. There's a few more steps after this. So... Let's run through those again. First, you accepted him as your Lord and Savior in your heart. That's awesome. Secondly, you need to turn from your sin and repent daily. And the things that please God begin to live in a way that's pleasing to him. And then third, you're going to be baptized in his name, which is Jesus. And then there's another one, which is fourth. Fourthly, you're going to ask God, ask God to fill you with the Holy Ghost. That is his spirit. The scripture calls it the Holy Ghost, um, but it's, it's his spirit. And you'll know it because your mouth will begin to utter a language that's unknown to you. 
So when you, when you ask God to fill you with his spirit, something wonderful is going to happen. He says in his word that the spirit's going to lead you into all truth. And so life will be different for you. You will see things differently. And when God begins to show you things, then you're going to begin to live a separate life unto God because he's going to show you things, even more things that are displeasing to him. And you're going to, at that point, then you're going to have to make choices and you're going to say, you know what? I see this now. This is something that that's not good for me and you don't like this. And so I am going to change this. I'm going to stop these things. I'm going to give these things to you. Those that's called living a life that's separated and consecrated to God. And so that's the exciting life of living wholly committed as a Christian. And I wish that for you. I really wish that for you. So thank you for listening and please share this podcast with someone that you know that needs to hear it.